But, all right, here we are, Monday the 9th of May. Uh, I hope you all guys had a fantastic weekend, whatever you got up to. Uh, I'd love to see the chat box, what did everyone get up to over the weekend. I, myself, uh, had a little bit of a chill one, but it was actually really, really pleasant. Went out a uh, hill climb and then played some poker with the boys. And then I had a family birthday, or sorry, the in-laws birthday on Sunday. So a barbecue. Uh, so um, round the day off by uh, with a couple of beers. It was actually really, really, really pleasant. Actually, I must say, I must say. But um, being busy, I actually had to have a wee nap today. Just kind of caught up on me, so I'm feeling good, ready to rock and roll. But yeah, let's see in the chat box. What did we all get up to? A wedding in War um, Yorkshire. Yeah, I saw that man. I saw that. Oh, absolutely brilliant and i mean a free bar who can't say no to that and um, the fact you've bounced back as well mate that's what we love to hear so um awesome again in the chat box team as always and if you're listening to this back let us know what has been going well for you um what are the the wins no matter how big or how small what are the the bright spots that you feel if you if you look back really have sort of made the difference no like i said no matter how big or how small um there are always something which we can focus on so i really want you to just take a, a little bit of time and get clear on what did you do really well this week what are you proud of when it comes down to your health and fitness and as i said if you are listening to this back or if you are um out walking or if you're busy at the moment just make sure you're spending a little bit of time and uh scribbling down some of these because again that feeling that you're looking to generate um, those actions that you're looking to do, the the solutions to your problem is just about leaning into those bright spots more than more than anything. So make sure we're really clear on what's worked and of course what hasn't worked there. So um Andy, anything to add on to that one? As you said, I think you got everything done and then you had a wedding last week and you're surprised and feeling quite fresh. I feel like that is a win within itself. Um, Brian and Mitchell, I know I was speaking to you guys and uh, you just went out for a wee coffee date and started reading a little bit more, which I love to see. Uh, I know he's also a date mate as well, which sounded, uh, which looked amazing. Always looking for good restaurant recommendations, so you'll need to let us know what he's got up to. Um, but the main thing I want you guys to, to focus on is to, to just to give you something to, to focus on this week is uh, here's a here's a really, really good question. Um, so Andy, just to add on, up the ways on a lot of the exercises. Eaton wasn't very good last week. Eat too much rubbish. We'll do it again. You had a wedding. You had a number of different things going on. So I think it's just about uh, managing that one. But make sure you're not pushing weights harder and working up more and more of an appetite just because you're trying to kind of counterbalance what you've done. Um, a lot of times that happens. Uh, I know that I'm running for a marathon and I'm actually like three kilos heavier because my appetite has just gone through the roof. And I'm okay with that because I'm obviously like burning it and I'm actually running better and better every week. Um, but sometimes when you train really, really hard, it's like, it's actually a consequence. So just make sure we're managing how hard you're pushing, I suppose you could almost say. Um, don't just add on weight for the sake of adding on weight, my friend. Um, so the main thing I want us to start off with, team, is what's easy to do just as easy not to do that if you did do would help your results what's easy to do just as easy not to do that if you did do would help the quality of your results this can be simply drinking more water this can be wearing your fitbit and getting your steps this can be like me without fail matt sit at the table 
sit at the table, breakfast, lunch and dinner. It's 15 minutes of breakfast, 15 minutes at lunch, maybe 20, 30 minutes at dinner, whatever you want to say. Um, but for me, sit at the table. Don't eat at the desk. Don't eat on the go. Stop buying food from Aldi or Greg's or wherever you're running around. I don't care if it's a chicken salad. I don't care if it's a baguette and if it's good for you, if it's the healthier option. Um, sit at the table. You know it's the better option. Really, there's always something you can do to improve that. Um, so no matter how big or how small, what's the thing that you feel you need to, to do? If you don't have the answer, then again, you know, that's fine. But it's interesting just to kind of get clear on because often the things which are just as easy not to do are often easy to do, but they often make the biggest difference as well. It can be scheduling in time to come to these calls. It can be drinking water. It can be it can, it can even just be as simple as write your shopping list. Um, writing out your meal plan and actually getting clear on it. Like just because you've got a good couple of weeks under your belt, don't stop meal planning and don't stop meal prepping. Um, don't stop those things that you are doing. Um, prep the food. Last week was a little bit busy. Didn't prep, didn't eat as well. Right, so that kind of works two ways, Andy. Um, can you have simpler options prepped and organized? Because you know when you're prepped and organized, but you didn't have a plan B. That's that's kind of part. That's kind of two parts of it. You didn't have your best worst case meal plan in place, so therefore you didn't have anything to be organized to. So it kind of works two ways on that side, my friend. And then, of course, last but not least, Steve, is what are the three things that you need to get done this week? What are the three big deadlines, if it's with work, if you've got a family event this weekend, um, do you need to get your training sessions in? Do you want to prioritize? Um, yeah, in terms of health and fitness, what do you need to get done by Friday? Friday at five o'clock. Let's say that's our cutoff time. What's the Friday at five that you need to get done? Top three things that you need to get done when it comes down to health and fitness. Is it food shop? Andy, it looks like it's meal prep for yourself. Try to get that done over the next 24 to 48 hours. That's the main thing you need to get done. And look, this is just about awareness. It's just about bringing awareness to what what's going well, what's not going well, and what what do we need to what plan do we need to put in place for that to make sure that this week is is even better. All right. So, uh, a wee tip for you guys. Uh, this image on the left hand side is actually just a stock image that I found off the internet. Uh, this image on the right hand side is actually our very own Bryony and Mitchell. This is their fridge. And uh, I mean, look at it. Like, like I mean, it's, it's great. It's perfect. It's very, it's very pleasing to the eye. We have Tupperware. We have chopped fruits, like strawberries are all chopped up. You've got blueberries, raspberries, you've got apples, you've got you've got some wee snacks there, some wee treats. You've got your low-calorie jelly. Uh, jelly. Uh, you've got your salads, you've got your tomatoes, you've got your peppers, and then you've got your meat down the bottom in the trays. So just again, team, if you want a really good before and after, these are the before and afters that matter. The scale will take care of itself. But what you do on a day-to-day -day and a week-to-week -week basis, the actions that actually move you towards that is going to make the biggest difference. So, yeah, team, I, I just want to share this with you. Again, this should be a goal um, for each of us over the weekend. No matter what happens, the only thing we need to try to look at, guys, is get your house in order. That's the one thing you need to get done for the weekend. Saturday, Sunday is about getting your house in order. 
because we all feel anxious come five o'clock on a Sunday when we've got a thousand and one things that we need to get done. That five o'clock Sunday anxiety kicks in for everybody. So let's get ourselves organized. It's so satisfying. I actually don't want to eat any of it. <laughs> yeah, it's brilliant, Brian. Um, and he's on top of it. That's why the camera. Dude, absolutely amazing. Absolutely amazing. And good, dude. Like, best luck with those interviews. You've been working so hard at that one. So, again, mate, give yourself some credit. You've not been on top of your health and your fitness as such because you've been prepping for other things. You've only got so much energy and bandwidth that you can focus on. Again, it just sounds like we, if we can manage this today, if you can prioritize health and fitness just for today, Everything else takes care of itself for the rest of the week. And then this week's even better than last week because you took that little extra to, to yourself and then you do your planning and your prepping. So, dude, incredible work, mate. That's, like, again. Uh, and I think this is, um, I mean, this point goes hand in hand, Andy, with what you're looking at. So, look, I wanted to share this with you because there will be times where motivation chops and changes and comes and goes. And you can be motivated by more than one thing at any given time. And your strength of motivation will change over any given time. I.e., um, going out and working out on a Sunday morning, probably your motivation isn't really there. Um, however, going out to work out and maybe on a Monday, maybe your motivation's a lot higher. Notice that if I'm doing reading, this is just an example. What they found is when they, they ask kind of students on a scale of one to 10, how motivated you are for a number of different things, how hungry you are. Notice how your hunger starts to increase over a period of time. So your motivation to go and eat something will then increase. Your motivation to keep reading is going to decrease. And then in terms of hanging out with friends, again, there will be come, come and wave. You'll want to go do it and then you don't do it. And then the motivation disappears and then it will come back. So getting clear on what you're like how you're feeling and kind of what's happening in your life and then spending that little bit of time prioritizing things is going to make such a difference so i want to share this very simple framework which i have shared in the past and it's been a while since i've came back to it this is called the 5f framework which is just something i've kind of created but um, when we look at what's important with regards to like health and fitness uh, let's speak about family and friends on a scale of 1 to 10, so of course the biggest score we're looking for is 50 here. On a scale of 1 to 10, how would you relate your relationship with like family and friends just based on the last seven days? For me, I'd honestly give this like an 8 or 9. This week's been a lot of social things. In terms of food, that's again food quality, that's food organization, um, that's like snacking, that's like meal prepping, that's like colors on the plate, that's like protein, that's like tracking, whatever that looks like. I'd honestly give that like a six. It's not been it's not been my main focus. It's not been bad, but it's not been as a 10 out of 10. Let's just say that. In terms of fitness, I've got all my workouts in. I'd give that a seven or an eight. I went a hike. I'd give that a solid eight, actually. Fun and freedom. I've had a lot of fun this weekend. This, this week's been absolutely brilliant for myself. I really enjoyed myself. Uh, I've got some exciting things happening this week as well. And then fulfillment and focus. I've just hired a new business coach. We're working on a couple of different things. I'm really excited to see where things go over these next sort of six months with this. So again, I am really feel like I'm living by my highest values. So notice that this is a nine, this is a six, this is an eight, um, this is about a seven, and then this is again about an eight. So the lowest thing for me is food. So I'm going to prioritize that this week. That needs to be a little bit more of a focus because I'm letting that slip. And all I need to do is bump that up to a seven or an eight. And that just means to me, as I said, sit at the table. I haven't, I didn't really sit at the table last week. I was really busy and I was eating out and socializing a lot more. So just cook more at home. That's kind of my main focus this week. 
And it sounds so simple because I now actually have something clear. I know my strengths and I know my weaknesses. I just need to shift things about a wee bit. So come back to this. Do this right now. The 5F framework. What's your score out of 50? What's the lowest hanging fruit you could almost see? And what do you need to put in place? What's some actions that you need to put in place? In terms of your environment, again, if it's food, like me, that's kind of the weakest thing. Like, did, have you got a food shop sorted? So I got my food shop sorted yesterday. Um, we planned out a little bit of meal time, the meal planning for this week as well. So my environment is set up and my behaviours are set up. I set the table, have a meal plan sorted this week. So, so yeah. Again, I'm going to open up kind of the floor. Andy, Bryony, um, any questions? Just take yourself off of uh, off a of mute. Uh, I know you don't really have a chat on, but if not, just give me a, an all goods. Andy, just give me a quick all goods. Bryony Mitchell, same again. If you have any questions, guys, if not, just ask. Yeah, all good. Bryony Mitchell, same with you. Over to you guys. You're on mute there. Sorry, I thought I was unmuted there. Um, yeah, no, we're all good. Uh, sorry, I've just been kind of pottering about busy, so we've just kind of been listening a wee bit in the background. Um, yeah. All good. Smashing. Again, just make sure you're spending a little bit of time and planning and getting yourself what happens next. So, um, I wanted to quickly just share something, go into kind of coaching mode for the next 10 minutes. So guys, if you can maybe uh, come to this and sit down for a wee sort of five, 10 minutes and just kind of follow along here, that's great. If not, I'd recommend you kind of come back to this because I'm going to just share five things with you. And uh, I'm going to super sort, sort just bullet points just for the next 10 minutes. And I do feel it's going to be really useful. So Sometimes I feel we can kind of put on this mask that everything's going okay, everything's going fine. Um, but it's actually more emotionally draining, trying to kind of force those those cheeks up. And uh, yeah, although we all kind of say fake it till you make it, like I don't really believe in that. I feel that there are positive emotions, there are negative emotions. And I think we all can agree that dealing with those negative emotions is really the, the thing that makes or breaks your health and fitness journey. So how we deal with those. There's this model, what we think about affects how we feel and how we act. Our behaviors effectively, again, how we think and how we feel. And then our emotions, of course, do the exact opposite. So uh, let's say again, if you're worried or stressed about going out and overeating or you've not got yourself organized or you feel you should have done more, what that gonna do, you're gonna do certain things to complement this and then that outcome is gonna affect your emotions in terms of your behaviors. And then this cycle kind of repeats itself. So any thought you have is going to influence how you feel. And effectively, that's then going to generate some actions which either you're going to do or you're either not going to do. I.e., if you feel guilty and sad and depressed, chances of you going to the gym is probably quite slow, quite low. Versus when you feel energized and excited, chances for you to get up and be a bit more active it dramatically increases. So what's the difference between you thinking one way and doing another thing? Well, that's called cognitive distortion. And there are a number of cognitive distortions. I've actually got a, um, a link. There's 15, which at the bottom of this I'll attach down. And you can kind of scroll through a number of different ways. But I just wanted to pinpoint these five because I feel these are the five which often comes up when I'm having conversations with certain people. They're catastrophizing, they're filtering, overgeneralizations, should statements, and emotional reasoning. So let's get clear what those are. 
So it basically is just thought processes that reinforce negative thinking or negative emotions, telling ourselves that the sound of uh, that, that sound is rational and accurate, but really only serve to keep us feeling bad about ourselves. So only by learning to correctly identify them can a person answer the negative thinking back and then challenge it and create different outcomes. So number one is catastrophizing. Catastrophe, basically assuming the worst is going to happen in short summary. You're magnifying or minimizing the impact of certain behaviors, i.e. you ate that one chocolate cake, you've now ruined your diet. You had a couple of beers at the weekend, you've now ruined your diet. You didn't lose weight this week, oh my God, you're always going to be stuck like this, for example. Um, so again, you're always kind of assuming the worst and that can generate negative emotions such as anxiety or, or fear or guilt or shame. And you can only imagine when you go back to that thinking and feeling, you're going to do everything you can to avoid that feeling of guilt and shame. Like, why would you go out and socialize or why would you go to the gym when you just feel rubbish, when you feel sluggish? Um, you know you're not going to be as good, you're not going to be as on top of it, but you always know you feel better after that workout. So that's just catastrophizing. Filtering, again, filtering, as I said, uh, magnifies the negative details and really filters out all the positive aspects. We've all done it Monday through Friday, pretty on top of it, go out Friday night, maybe overdo it just a little bit. Oh, my God, this is a terrible week, terrible week. So you're just picking out a single event, a single action, and you're dwelling on it. And you're filtering out, kind of like putting a mask on, kind of like putting sunglasses on. You're filtering out or you're filtering in only the points that you want to see. Because as humans, we're kind of designed to avoid pain and seek pleasure. Um, so, like, of course, we fixate on the one thing, the one problem. Like, we, are, of course, we're going to double down on that one. So when that filter is applied, the only person sees the negative aspect of it. Overgeneralization, i.e. black and white style of thinking. Um, you're basing on conclusions on a single uh, incident or a single piece of evidence. If something bad happens just once, they expect that but over and over and over again. It might be a single unpleasant event as part of a never ending pattern of defeat. Again, I always do this. I can never do this. Kind of those, again, black or white style of thinking effectively. Should statements. Should statements are basically kind of rules and assumptions where the devil and the angel are having a conversation back and forth. And it's about who do you kind of listen to in those moments? So I should pick up after myself. So again, they appear of basically rules and assumptions. People who break those rules make a person follow these should statements angry. They feel disappointed. They feel guilty, you could almost say. They feel guilty when they violate their own rules. A person may often believe they're trying to motivate themselves with shoulds and shouldn'ts as if they have to be punished before they can do anything because you've broken the rules. That should statement should be about a red flag. As a red flag. And then last one, team number five, is emotional reasoning. Emotion raising is basically just taking your emotions at face value. Just because you don't feel motivated right now doesn't mean you're not motivated. It just means that your motivation is low towards being healthy and being fit. But if you didn't have motivation, you wouldn't be dressed right now. You wouldn't have clothes. You wouldn't have it. You always have motivation. You're just motivated to seek comfort versus go into challenge sometimes. And again, it's just about awareness on that one. Just because you feel sad, it's like, again, doesn't mean you're a sad person. 
you feel a certain way, it must be true. What a person is feeling is believed to be true automatically and unconditionally. Emotions are extremely uh, strong, can overrule rational thoughts and reasoning. Emotional reasoning is when a person's emotions take over their thinking entirely, blotting out all rationality and logic. When we come back to this, think about emotional reasoning. Guys, you don't have feelings. You generate feelings. If I feel sad and I want to feel better about myself, I may watch a comedy and I may laugh and I may be upbeat and excited after it. But it was the comedy movie that made me feel better about myself and generate those positive emotions. Yes, you have feelings, but you can generate emotions. You generate feelings. You generate emotions. When you watch a sad rom-com movie or whatever it is, you cry at the end of it. Does that mean you're sad and depressed? No, you've just watched a really sad movie or a really nice movie. So again, you don't have feelings. You generate them. You don't have energy. You generate energy. So it's about focusing what can you do. So those are the five that tend to come out. And I just want you to choose one. I don't need you to choose all five. It's great to have awareness around what, uh, all of them. And again, if these things come up, maybe you're now, you're now in a better position to be like, oh, cool, I'm noticing that thought pattern come back up. I notice when I do this, it makes me feel this way with my emotions. What can I then do? Well, we can come back to that thought, action, feeling, and uh, we can explore that a little bit better. And that's exactly why I am here. But I just want you to choose one. What is your common cognitive distortion? What's the one that you kind of fall back on or you feel is common? Do you make things worse than they really are and catastrophize the outcomes? Do you filter? Are you more kind of just fixating on one aspect of it and forgetting about everything else? Do you take, take things as face value and overgeneralize in terms of black and white? This yes or no, ups or down, like there's no in between, there's no gray area. Are you making unrealistic rules and expectations of yourself with those should statements? Or are you taking your emotions at face value? So just again, in the chat box or in the comment section below this, when you're listening to this back, just simply comment in it, uh, one, two, three, four, or five. And if there's anything you want to add on to that one as well. Thank you so much for coming in there, Andy. Should statements, again, those rules and expectations that you're putting on yourself. And again, I think it's important to just address it. Like, where are those rules coming from? Like, that's a good question to ask. Like, if you find yourself saying that should, ask yourself this question, whose voice is that? Thank you for your honesty, guys. Brian, coming in with number one. Mitchell coming in with number four. Again, team, like, whose voice is that? Who's telling you to think like that? So great. Now that we have a little bit more awareness on this one, let's close this up and wrap this up. Simple framework for us to deal with common distortions is just ask yourself, is this a fact feeling or is it fiction? Is this fact feeling or fiction? Catastrophizing, oh my God, I've overate my diet, I've overate my calories this day, I've ruined my diet for this week. It's an absolute fact. There's nothing you can do for your next meal in the future to make this meal better than your last meal. You can't. You tell me you can't drink a glass of water. You tell me you can't just go to bed right now. 
feeling, again, if it's just a feeling, it's just a feeling. If it's friction, even better. You can then disregard it. But we don't often create that space to actually challenge your thinking. And then if you are believing this, if this is a fact, then you have some element of a feeling towards it. Uh, yeah, you know what? I kind of do believe this. Okay, well, on a scale of 1 to 100, how much do you believe that to be true? 60%, 70%? I feel I should work out more. I feel I'm meant to work out five times a week. How much do I believe that to be true? Well, uh, I don't know. I suppose I could just work out three, maybe 60%. Oh, okay, right. Well, why are you making it worse than it needs to be? If you only believe it's 60%, it's not that bad. You're just filtering and focusing on this one thing which you didn't do. So anytime you hear those thoughts, Andy, for example, Mitchell, anytime you hear that should statement, just ask yourself on a scale of one to 100, how much do I believe that to be true? And then a simple question is, is this helpful or is this harmful? You can't control the outside world around you, but you can always control your choices. And if that thought is helpful and it's telling you to go and I missed a workout, I really should get that workout in. If that's a helpful thought and that's a helpful assumption, then good, go get your workout done. I'm not saying like, I'm not telling you to be compassionate and be kind to yourself and not go a workout because you, you don't feel like doing a workout. That's not what I'm saying here. You know what you need to do. I think self-care and compassion has now been overruled to just be kind to yourself. And that gives you permission to not do the work. No, that's just you skipping out and doing the work and being lazy. But asking is this thought helpful or harmful allows you to be consistent with your values. And then in terms of what you were saying there, Bryony, catastrophizing, you can always be consistent with your values. For example, if you don't feel that you've done the best that you possibly can with your health, well, having a glass of water is still a step in the right direction. Going a walk is still a step in the right direction. Going for a bath is still a step in the right direction versus holding on and punishing yourself is a step in the wrong direction. That's being inconsistent with your values and what's important to you. Those common distortions are just telling you what's important in your life. And it's about prioritizing the right next move more than anything. Awesome team. So that was a little bit different. That was 30 minutes on the dot. I don't want really to kind of run much longer than that. Hopefully that's just kind of got the, the cogs turning and just kind of got some thought patterns kind of crept up there. Um, so very quickly, team, I know that you guys are busy and I want to just keep this super short. But Andy, any questions there, even just specifically with those five? Um, any questions with that, my friend? Again, you're on mute, both of you. Uh, no, all good with me. Smashing, smashing. Bryony, over to you guys. Any questions with that? They're all good from us. I think. Yeah, we're all good. Yeah. Smashing. So what stands out to you there? What What did you take from that very quickly, Bryony? Mitchell, Bryony, to you first, ladies first. Um, the catastrophizing bit really kind of resonated with me because I've got a terrible habit of like maybe having one bad meal or you know, not going to the gym one day and then thinking, oh, well, you know, I've blown it, you know, I'm going to be fat for the rest of my life sort of thing. And instead of actually just kind of realising, well, I can just make healthy choices for the rest of the day and, you know, it doesn't really make that much of a difference. Yeah, amazing, amazing. And then Mitchell, for yourself? 
I think with it, it was when you were talking about like where does where do these thoughts come from about like the, mm. the should I be doing this? I think uh, I said to Brian there. I think a lot of it comes from like social media and everything like yeah. that, like the glamorization of it. So I think that's something that I just I try keep in my head. Really, I'd say I think for a while, like when I like when you try work these things out yourself, there's just a lot of information out there that tells yeah. you gives you these thoughts. Yeah, no, absolutely incredible, absolutely incredible. So, so guys, we can get obviously kind of exploring this one, and that, that's maybe homework for yourself. As again, as you're saying, Mitchell is like, like you just said there, like, where is this voice coming from? Like, whose voice is that that's telling you that? Well, go and explore that by all means. And then, Brian, with regards to what you're saying, is I think I would be, I'd give you some homework and say, well, Brian, like, how else can you be healthy and fit, and just try. The more and more behaviors that you can focus on and kind of get clear on, I think will make such a big difference. And um, you know what? I think it would be awesome. I'd love to see this from you guys by by the end of this week, actually. And I usually get everybody to do it. I don't know why we haven't done it. See if you go into the Facebook group and then you just do this. I would love to get you guys to do this because I think it's so, so, so powerful. Um, bear with me here. You're going to just go on and you're just going to search 30 wins. So here's Andy's 30 wins in 30 days. Bryony, I feel this is going to really help with catastrophizing just to kind of clear on what you what's actually been important to you. And as long as you can kind of focus on this one. So again, getting loads of sleep, 10,000 steps, drinking water, weekly goals, knowledge and nutrition, eating bit. Like Andy wrote a lot of different things here, got better at meal prep. And like I can always come back to this with Andy because he knows with 100% certainty he can do this thing because he's done it over the last 30 days. Um, there's again Alan's and it's the exact same. So um, I'd love a little bit of homework for, for you guys. A wee, a wee bit of an assignment is um, go get these done, scribble through these and just kind of get a little bit clearer. And, and I'd love to see this up in the Facebook group by the end of the week. And I do think that will just give you guys so much more clarity on, you know what, you guys are doing pretty fucking awesome. Excuse my French, but. Cool. Yeah, that looks really good. Like that's something that will probably like give me more kind of like goals and things like that rather than just kind of focusing on the scales and how my genes are fit and actually think about like have I actually met some goals and be proud of myself for like the wee things rather than just the physical things 100% 100% and come back to that project builder um again look back on the emails like if I uh if I come back to to this here I'm going to just finish up the recording I'll be back in two seconds